Welcome to Health Focus, the Memorial Healthcare Podcast, where we discuss current trends and topics in healthcare that are important to our local Shiawassee community. We are coming to you from the Now Center and our podcast studio. I will be your host, Dr. Gregory Flermone, a general surgeon here at Memorial Healthcare. With me today is Daniel Wenling, a registered dietitian. Today, we'll be talking about nutrition and multiple topics related to nutrition with Danielle. Danielle, let me be the first one to welcome you to our podcast. This is our inaugural podcast. You should feel very special. Good morning. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about your credentials and what brings you here today. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, yes, my name is Danielle Wenling. I have my undergrad and my graduate degree from Central Michigan University. Um, uh, like stated, I am a registered dietitian. Um, so again, my focus, my passion is really to talk about health, nutrition, not diets. I know diet is in my title, but I'm not a fan of diets, but um, just overall healthy habits. Yeah. And so I uh, work here at Memorial Healthcare. I am the executive director of the NOW building. So here in the wellness center in the NOW building. Excellent. Well, well welcome. We appreciate you being here and we're going to have a fun time today. So let, they, you brought up you don't like diets. Let's start out there right now. There are a ton of fad diets out there. We have keto. We have the intermittent fasting. Give us your take on the individual ones, what you kind of think about them, and then we'll kind of get into what people should be doing. Great question, yeah. So, you know, I meet with clients, I meet with patients. The first question is, is I'm following this diet or I'm following that diet. This is what I've been doing. And, you know, then my second question is, how's that been working? What, you know, have you seen results? Well, no, you know, that's why I'm here. So what I what I see typically is people are following these any kind of crazy yo-yo diets for you know, five to 35 years and never have the basic concept down of carbs and protein. Like just go back to the basic science of what does your body need? What are you doing? How do you feel fuel your body? But instead we have all these marketers, not, you know, not physicians, not dietitians, no one who even took a science class and you know, people who are taking business classes ultimately to make money. Like let's, let's be honest mm-hmm. here and, and making the supplements and then creating all these bad diets where you can lose all this guaranteed weight quickly. In reality, it's super unsafe. You know, you, you're seeing the longevity of kidney failure, um, diabetes, pre-diabetes, um, issues with getting pregnant, multiple different things from all of these yo-yo roller coaster diets. Um, so no, I am not a fan of any type of crazy diet it's like basic like we kind of already discussed you know the basic science carb protein fat but what I don't think people understand is what those are when you say carb that's like a fancy word like I don't get it it's just easier if you tell me you know eat this and don't eat that I think people just uh, you know this might be a little harsh but sometimes people are lazy and they just want to take take the easy route so just give me you know the the butter and the cream cheese and that's what I'll eat because it's hard for me to understand what fruits and vegetables do or how to find those or even even bigger, how to cook them, mm-hmm. you know. And we hear a lot about healthy carbs, unhealthy carbs. Kind of describe the difference between the two, you know, comparing Good added question. sugar to, to the healthier sugar. You know, it's hard to say that, but there is a difference. And yeah. if you explain that to our audience. Exactly. Great question. Um, so, you know, carbs, I say, is... it's where does it come from? Do they grow in the ground or does it come from the shelf? You know, you have your healthy carbs, your whole grain, your fruit, your vegetables, these different things that are actually from the earth and not made by little Debbie, right? So the more man-made and processed a food is, 
the more unhealthy, higher content of sugar. Everyone freaks out. Sugar, I can't have all sugar is not bad. Sugar is a natural man-made product. But when you ingest a large amount, you know, a half a gallon a day in everything, it's not good. So, um, you know, like grocery shopping, you know, we, we always recommend where you stay on the outside, which is all of your fruits, your vegetables, your whole grains, um, your beans. These kind of things are your complex carbohydrates. So what your body likes and can actually use for fuel, unlike your simple carbohydrates, well, when you eat them, it automatically throws your blood sugar up and then there's no use for them. Your body has no use for a Twinkie, a cookie, um, a cinnamon roll. Your body is phenomenal and can um, digest it. But after 15, 20 minutes, your body's hungry again. And what what am I going to do now? Exactly. You get that, that post-sugar crash. Exactly. Which no. then people go find more. Why do I feel like yeah. crud, Danielle? Like, I, I'm just so tired and I have no energy and my mood's bad. But, well, what did you eat today? Mm-hmm. What did you drink today? Direct correlation. I think people sometimes, you know, forget, especially with pregnancy, is we are what we eat. So, you're, I mean, you as a physician know that your, your body is constantly making new cells, right? Mm-hmm. So we are made of new cells, especially just like our um, our taste buds. Taste buds change every 12 to 14 days. Biggest pet peeve is, I don't like that, Danielle. I don't like yogurt. I'm not going to try Brussels sprouts. Well, hey, 45-year-old, when was the last time you had it? Well, when I was 12. Okay, well, it's time to revisit that. Um, but, you know, our body is constantly changing, and it's evolving from what we put in it. So if we put these simple sugars in this stuff that our body can't use, we get the direct result of the feeling mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. no energy. Excellent. So bad sugars, good sugars. We yeah. know about that. Let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to proteins. Mm. There's a lot of talk about healthy, healthier proteins, red meats versus mm-hmm. you know, the white meats. Turkey, chicken, things like that. What is your take on all of those? You got you to gotta stock up on your protein. You know, you need all this protein. That's what you hear. Mm-hmm. You know, especially Keto here. diet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, my first question is, what's your cholesterol level? Mm-hmm. How's your kidney function? And then they look at me like I have 12 heads. Mm-hmm. You know, you should know what's going on in your body before you overload it with all those amino acids, which is what protein breaks down to. So protein is good, but actually in today's um, American Western diet is what we call it. We overload on the protein a lot more than we really need. So your body cannot utilize protein for energy. The only purpose of protein is to rebuild muscles. And hey, newsflash, you don't really need to rebuild muscles if you're sitting in a chair all day or you're sitting on a couch all day. You're not building muscle. So, hey, you don't need 400 grams of the protein. Yes, everyone does need protein to keep you full, um, but we over, we tend to overdo it. So it's a good question. Where where should you be getting your protein from? There's a lot of research, and you'd ask every cardiologist. You ask really most physicians, doesn't matter their background, and most all res- registered dietitians is um, – plant-based nutrition. So it's going to be a lot lower in cholesterol, which is a lot healthier for um, your your heart. I'm not saying that I do not recommend any eating any meat, but we just need to be mindful of how much we have. So your plant nutrition is your things like your beans, um, you know, some different types of milks uh, is a great option as well, being from animals. But we just need to watch and be mindful of how much animal 
protein we have every day. You don't need the steak every day. You don't need the hamburger every day. Fish is a great option. Your white meats are a good option. Um, but once in a while, you know, try something that isn't super high in the protein. You know, have some type of vegetarian meal. What are your thoughts on tofu? I know it was the fad food. Great question. You know, my wife is a vegetarian. Oh, and yes, so she does... But she's heard a lot of negative about tofu, about yeah. some of the long-term health effects. Yeah. What, what can you give to us about that? that? That's a great question. So there has been a ton of research, mainly in the mid-90s, early 2000s, around breast cancer and cancer in general, especially for females and their hormonal changes in regards to tofu. There's not been any strong recommendations to avoid it. The only thing with tofu is that I don't love is, one, it's man-made. So mm-hmm. anything that's man-made has a bunch broad ton of sodium is is more sodium than you can even imagine. Um, Just like your beans that are naturally sitting in sodium. So you have to rinse them off. So I like the idea of tofu because it doesn't have any cholesterol, but when you take the cholesterol and add the sodium in. Um, So I think the tofu is fine in moderation, not more than once a week for sure. Okay. Excellent. We appreciate that. Now on to the, the naughty word nutrition. What about fats? Talk talk about fats. I love fat. There. From my education, we need them, but there are different kinds of fats, and we need in moderation. And I do think, and if we want to get a little bit controversial here, fats are not as evil as everybody wants us to say. In what I what I believe is, sugar kind of tried to push the bad fat mode, so that we would eat those types of things along. Okay, and I haven't looked into it, and so uh, by look on your face, so delve into that a little bit. I love fat, so fat keeps you full, Mm -hmm. right? Um, the famous word satiety. Yeah. They're like, the I, I don't know why I'm always starving. I mean, so I can tell by the, the how much someone eats based on their eating pattern. They're like, oh, I just eat one meal a day. High fat. That <laughs> means you had enough fat to get you through the day. Not ideal. So mainly fat is used, especially for females, a little different than males, for um, skin, nails, hair, eyesight, and especially, most importantly, for brain function. I don't know if you've ever seen someone who, like, totally takes out fat um, or completely overdoes it, but mainly you see, like, with, like, an anti-seizure diet or someone who truly needs, like, no fat. They're in this brain fog completely. Um, And so they're really lagging. They can't think very well. They're really extremely tired. So... Brain function and fat correlate together. So you need fat, but it's which type of fat do you need? You know, the sour cream fat and the cream cheese fat is a little different than the avocado and the almond fat. So you have your mono, which is your good fat, um, and then you have some of your saturated and your unsaturated different fats. So the source of where the fat comes from. Typically, if I say it's coming from an animal, it's not the best, but you can have it once in a while. Again, stick more with the plant base, your olive oil, your nuts. But hey, once in a while, it's not a bad option. You're going to need it. And hey, let's be honest. Like, I want you to enjoy your food, mm-hmm. right? I don't want you to freak out when you have, you know, you want to have some type of good dressing on your salad, which we know is heavy fat. It's fine. Just maybe choose different things every day. You don't have to have the same thing every day. But eat what you like. All right. So basically, you're telling us a balanced diet of healthy foods, mm-hmm. eating smart, looking at labels. Are you are you big on having people look at labels to see what's in their food or not the grocery store? Well, that, exactly. So would you get in the car without knowing where your gas tank is? You're like, I'm just going to drive blind today. Close my eyes. Hopefully, I get there. No clue. I got a meeting, but it's fine. No, it's, you need to know what is going on and be, be mindful. Be present. 
take initiative. Um, so no, you don't need to do the calculations. You don't need to, you know, minus this, add this fiber, you know, all this whole big subtraction problem, but just be mindful of what you're eating. Glance at the sodium. That's very important. Glance at the carbs. You know, if I recommend 30 grams per meal, you look at something and it's 76, probably not the best option for you. Yeah. Excellent. I appreciate all that. Hopefully our listeners do too. Now, if our listeners are intrigued and want to learn more, obviously they have their primary care. But Don't what, Google. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no Dr. Google here. As I do tell my patients, you can go ahead and Google, but make sure you bring everything back to me so we can discuss <laughs> I love it. it. So, yes. yes, thank you. Um, where Besides their primary care, what else does Memorial offer for these patients if they want to learn more, they want to sit down with you or another registered dietitian? Great question. What are the options? Yeah, um, so we have a phenomenal endocrinology uh, with for diabetes. Mm-hmm. You know, I know diabetes is you know, growing everywhere in the world. One in three are diabetic. Um, and so in our endocrinology office, we have great educators. But here in the Wellness Center, um, we do have two different registered dietitians. It's always a good outlet to start with. And, you know, it's always a good place to start and say, hey, Danielle, I just, just check my diet. Where am I at with this? I'm feeling a little sluggish here. I'm tired. I don't know about my fiber. And hey, more important, maybe they see their primary care doc. Doc says, hey, uh, Danielle, you're your glucose is trending a little high. So your blood sugar is trending a little high. Your cholesterol is not where I want it to be. Some of your labs are going in a direction where... The pre-metabolic. I'm, exactly. Oh, yes. I'm not a fan of. But hey, Dina, I don't really want to search in the medication. That is the perfect time to go see a dietitian because we can easily flip those numbers. Just change a couple habits. Excellent. Excellent. And so there is a, a clinic here where they can come see you. Yep. How, how would they reach out to you? Would it need a referral from their primary care? Or? No, I, I do like to keep the PCP, the primary care physician, involved because okay. I think it's important that they know what's going on. Um, we do not require it here at the okay. Wellness Center, um, but it is normally based on insurance. Here at the Wellness okay. Center, it's private pay. Um, we do have another team um, through the Hospital of Dietitians that go through insurance. Okay. But, you know, that's another that's another big issue is insurance isn't helping us here, yeah. man. Like, they're paying. You think they would to save money you know if they can get somebody off a diabetic medication that's good for them it's easier to get on the diabetic medication than go see the dietitian it's so backwards so here at the wellness center um it's private pay and and i feel like it's very very reasonable to sit down talk to a dietitian for an hour versus taking blood pressure medications Mm -hmm. starting cholesterol medication starting insulin maybe all all you need to do is see the dietitian a few times and you don't have to take these medications um but no referrals needed just come into the wellness center um and asked to make an appointment with the dietitian. Excellent. Now, on my tour of the, the NOW Center, which is a beautiful building, I saw we have a, a nice big kitchen. Is there oh, going to be some classes related to it. that? Because I feel like, you know, it, people not like to hear things, but seeing it, you know, how to prepare mm-hmm. things, you know, cooking with olive oil. And, so, you know, there are certain things they can do. And I, how are we reaching out to that? You know, that's a great question. We haven't started. Um, we actually are just finalizing our beautiful demonstration kitchen. But, you know, throughout my career, I've really noticed people are scared to cook. Right. If you didn't grow up cooking, if you I, I grew up personally in the kitchen with mm-hmm. my parents all the time. But if you didn't grow up in the kitchen, you don't really know how to cut the food. You don't know what to do with this green pepper. Mm-hmm. It, it, like if you don't cook it right, it doesn't taste very well. So we do want to start 
comfort cooking classes to, to get you in how to use a knife, the very basics. Um, we will definitely start uh, introducing those within the next two months. Excellent. Now that's comfort with cooking, not comfort food. Oh, Completely different thing. Well, hey, if Doc, you want to avoid you, those comfort foods. If you want to do some healthy <laughs> comfort cooking, I'm okay. cool with that. I'll help you. Uh, my wife makes a, a, a three bean uh, buffalo chili that is to Ooh, die for. Yum. And it's vegetarian. There so it's phenomenal. Right up my alley. Excellent. So Outside of the diet, there's a lot of supplements. There's a lot of medications, and so there are, you know. And we hear about the the multi level marketing schemes and all the that crud. As far as outside of just your basic vitamin, is there anything you recommend or anything that they even need to be tested for to make sure their Great body's going to process things? Very, I, and you know that's really important to have that discussion with your physician before mm-hmm. you just start taking this handful. Because as mm-hmm. obviously as you know, as a physician, it's probably going to interact mm-hmm. with other medications that you're already taking. So number one, you always need to let your physician, your primary care doctor, know what supplements you're taking on mm-hmm. top of it. But it's really important to remember, and I remind everyone of this: is there's no regulation with supplements mm-hmm. you know joe FDA Schmo, is not involved no one is regulating like yeah. it is crazy it's mm-hmm. 2022 and it's still a free market free game like we don't know what's in these it could be 100 percent cornstarch it could be who knows they've done a lot of trials normally it's about three to six percent of what it actually states it is which hey why don't you just eat the orange yeah instead exactly. of you get buying all those vitamins say that we don't know yeah. what's going on with in your body absorbs the orange way better than the um, the supplement. I do recommend um, all women and actually all men, women more importantly, be- just because they don't digest it. Normally, um, after the age of 40, a calcium and vitamin D chewable uh-huh. because your gut likes that a little bit more. And with everyone, a chewable multivitamin because let's face it, we're not perfect, mm-hmm. right? We're never going to get all of our vitamins in every single day. So a multivitamin chewable once a day is a great option. And especially we live in Michigan, same thing with your calcium and vitamin D. Okay. Excellent. Now on to prescription medications. There's a lot of new ones coming out. Oh. A lot of these injectable Appetite suppressants. Mm-hmm. What is your thought on those? I mean, those have passed the FDA. They're, they're, a lot of them started as diabetic medications, as yeah. we all know. Have you seen much success with those? Are those a good kickstart? Do they question. have their role? Yeah. So it is. It is a good in my book as a registered dietitian. Again, I'm not a physician, so mm-hmm. I went. I didn't take too much medication classes, um, but in my book, it is a good tool for right. success. It is not 100% guaranteed. Like mm-hmm. any surgery, mm-hmm. like any medication, I feel like people think that this is the end all be all. That is not how this game works. So if you go into it saying this is the hammer in order to help build the house. Mm-hmm. 100% success. But if you think this is the hammer that I can just sit back and watch the house being built, you will fail. Right. So I think it's a great tool. And actually, it you know, a lot of studies and research shows that people see and are more motivated once they are able to lose that first like 30 to 40 pounds, then they can feel like they're going to keep going and, and are motivated to continue eating healthy. So, um, but you didn't need to be mindful with those that you're, you always have side effects and doesn't mean you don't need to exercise and eat healthy. So again, as long as you're using it as a tool and in your healthy journey. Excellent. So you need a tool bag. Yeah. For sure. The lifestyle changing tool bag. And there's a lot of pieces that go into it. And that's just one meeting with your dietitian, talk to your primary care, things like that. Excellent. Uh, as we kind of wrap up here, anything else you'd like to bring to our audience's attention 
that, that we haven't touched on yet from the nutrition standpoint? You know, I know I always like to remind all my patients, clients, anyone who I work with is, is this a process? It is not going to happen overnight. And so don't beat yourself up. Stay motivated. You know, only focus on one thing at a time. If you're like, I got to lose 50 pounds. I got to go to the gym. I got, I got all these things. It's overwhelming, right? So focus on one thing. So I normally tell people breakfast. How is your breakfast? Let's just start with your breakfast. Focus on, did I have a fruit here? Did I have any water. Start small. And after maybe a month or two, reevaluate. I've really mastered this. So now I can move on. You've had these unfortunately poor habits for what, 30, 40, 50 years. You're not going to change them in a week or two. You have to be slow, gradual, and you have to be okay and satisfied with the small changes. If you lose 10 pounds in a week, there's an issue. That is not setting yourself up for success. So don't expect dramatic results and and overnight change and to be proud of the small steps. Excellent. Eggs. Eggs go back and forth. They're good. They're bad. Everyone's confused on the eggs, man. They have protein. They have some cholesterol in there. What's the current take on eggs? You know, it's kind of like everything else. If you overdo it, it's bad. Right. And so eggs are phenomenal. Eggs, eggs in uh, the dietitian world, we say it's like a multivitamin. It's great. But again, how's your cholesterol? If your cholesterol is high, Danielle, not more than four a week. What I say is, in general, not more than three or four a week. Okay. Because, the one, they don't have as much fiber. You know, it's not as good as a fruit or vegetable, but the protein source is great, but the cholesterol is high. Um, they have a lot of great vitamins, so just don't overdo it, but enjoy them once in a while. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're, we're wrapping up here. Uh, Danielle, I'd like to thank you for joining us on our first podcast. Uh, we will be having Danielle back uh, to discuss the Now Center in the near future to give you guys a virtual tour of that building. Um, and also, if, if more topics come up, we will have you back. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, this has been the Health Focus Podcast. And as always, thank you for listening to our Health Focus Podcast sponsored by Memorial Healthcare. If you enjoyed our show, please make sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to join us next week when we'll be discussing with Nick Decker and possibly Stanley Fry about different health topics that are important to our community. Until then, this is Dr. Flermone, the voice of Memorial. Memorial.